your own. Yo, what up? That's me, Jared Chambers. I'm the black dad. Used to rap, get on stage with my friends, have a real good time. Then I started a restaurant. Fried chicken and waffles, baby. Was even on the You Gotta Eat Here show. And there's a white dad, Jay Simpson. Party animal. We met while our friends were putting together a band. Got to do some cool things together. Have a gang of fun. And hell, you got in a little bit of trouble. Sometimes. Just sometimes. Sometimes. You know, he got himself in a little bit more trouble than me. But I was always a good friend. I was always there to bail him out. Much as I could. Just playing. He started an awesome family. So did I. Now we have a podcast. We interview entertainers, athletes, whoever. It's Black Dad, White Dad podcast. But we're not talking about parenting. Yes, yes. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode hey. of the Black Dad, White Dad podcast. I am here with... This is a new record for us. <laughs> I am Jeremy Chambers. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm here with my man, Jay Simpson, um, the white dad. Welcome to episode episode four. Episode four. Episode five? I think four. Five? Four. Four. Yeah. This four. is like a record. We did two this week. Yeah. One, yeah. <laughs> five? Four. It's four. It's four. It's four. Yeah. No. Um, it is. Yeah. I, I feel like those numbers don't mean much, but when you start, if I like, I have three kids and if yeah. I had four kids, I'd know the fucking difference. I'd tell you that much. <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> when it comes to podcast episodes, I'm really not sure. I could just, I could tell you though. I had one more of those goddamn things running around. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm, uh, I'm super excited that we are here at uh, at number number four here, and we got our we got our structure laid down. <clears throat> every every Thursday now, of course, we, we may step outside of the Thursdays um, when we have to for you know different reasons. But uh, but we are here. Jay is actually in the middle of traveling right now, so he's coming live to you from <laughs> from a, a, a hotel hallway. Yeah, yeah, it's a hotel hallway. I managed to get my three kids to fall asleep all at the same time in a hotel room, which door I can see. Like I can see the door. They're fine. Cause we're trapped. We're traveling really early tomorrow. Right. And my wife is traveling right now. Like she's coming to the hotel in like an hour. And right. so she's not getting here till like 11. And then we're waking up at three or four with the kids. And I've been thinking like, I am, I'm, I don't know. Our, we have a guest today and I'm not sure if he's ever traveled near kids with kids i don't know but i there's a part of me that's thinking like 9 11 wasn't necessarily you know bush maybe it was probably just a guy with three kids who just said "Fuck this i don't want to be here anymore 
And when he got on the microphone, they, they're like, who are you? Why are you doing this? He's like, man, I'm tired. And someone thought he said, it sounds a little bit like jihad. Man, I'm tired. Um, <laughs> You're crazy, so, you man. know. <laughs> That's what I feel. Yeah, <laughs> you're going through it right now, but you're, you're soldiering <laughs> on, man. You're here. I'm excited you're here. We're all excited you're here. And we are excited because we have a very special guest today. Uh, this man has worked with the likes of Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and many, many more professional athletes. It is uh, Charlie Cates. Charlie Cates is, is absolutely amazing. Um, thank you, Charlie, for being here, my friend. Yeah. Hey, my pleasure, fellas. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, that is incredible, man. We are, are so excited to have you here right now. Um, you know what? We, we both, both uh, Jay and I have, have jumped into trying to get back into shape um, for, you know, for the new year. And yeah, we, you know, since, since I was 15. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's it, you know what like just getting back in the gym, and me, you know me being I'm, I'm in my 40s now. Early, I'm going to be 42, and uh, you know mm-hmm. I'm I'm seeing the challenges and seeing the difference. Like I know oh, muscle yeah. has has memory, but I feel like it, they're having a little bit of amnesia right now. They're not they're not completely remembering <laughs> every everything. Okay. That For instance, chairs. Jer's right arm muscle has the memory of doing this over and over and over again all the, all the time. It's just there. He's right. He's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's why we're, we're super excited to have you on with us, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Um, yes. Thank you very, very much. Yeah. Man, yeah. My pleasure, fellas. I'm really excited to talk with you all today. Amazing. Amazing. Um, now we, you know, we like to break the show up into to segments. And one of the segments that we do is it's called fuck around and find out. We, we believe that 2023 is the year of accountability. So we like to, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if you've ever been explained it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to actually show you the, the, the theory behind it. And then, you know, we'll get into what, what it's all about. Okay? All right. Today, we're going to talk about how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. So first we have to decide how much do we want to find out. So let's say in this case, I want to find out at a level of seven. Okay, so I find that level <laughs> on my graph and I come horizontally to my gradient line. Where it intersects with my gradient line, I'm going to come straight down to where it intersects with my fuck around line. That there is going to tell me how much I have to <laughs> fuck around to find out what I need to find out. See, as you can see... The more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. And also, if you stay down here and you never fuck around, you'll never find out. So I hope, hope this lesson is helpful. Thank you. It, it makes sense, right? <laughs> yes, okay. that is awesome. Okay, awesome. Awesome. All right. So here we got... Um, can, we, can, we, can we stop? And can we make no promises that... Because Charlie's voice is so much better than mine that he can't take over for me at any point or steal my job. <laughs> I don't know, man. His voice is pretty. It's pretty sweet, bro. Like I can't lie, oh. Charlie. You know what? It's like that dude from the wire. That's too funny. That's <laughs> too funny. Okay, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna so we decided to go with 
with uh, a fuck around and find out that's that's fitness themed. You know, Charlie's a fitness professional. He's here to talk about uh, the importance of muscle health with with dad. So I thought this would be the fitting fitting for today. All right. So can can we both see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't look good. No, no. This guy that's... is he's in trouble. So he yeah. Decided... Oh no. He's benching a, a whole bunch Uh-oh. more than he should. Oh, and let, let me just say, no. that he's, that he's, that nothing bad is going to happen to him, right? I would not do that. But something bad <sighs> could have yeah. happened to him. I, so he's, I don't know. I bench press 500 pounds with my trachea all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so oh. if, for those who, who are listening to us oh. um, with, with just audio, we, we do have a video portion. You can check us out on, on Facebook. No. Yeah. But this, this gentleman has decided to, to bench. I don't know. It's got to be 400 plus pounds. He's got no spotter and it goes How terribly many? wrong. He's able. Oh, my goodness. How many wheels like, he got on there? You, you know, the, you heard he's of the roll of shame. Wheels on he's, side. he's doing the roll of yeah. shame. And, and yeah, he's, he's, he saved himself. So let, let's. Let's That's be happy for day, that. Yeah. Um, he did. Yeah, he was wow. able to. Uh, why am I big and you guys small? That's not what I meant to do. Um, anyway, he he was able. Well, you're to, the black dad. To, <laughs> you know, and I'm in charge. I got the buttons in front of me and everything. So <laughs> that's how it's going to be. Um, yeah, he was able to to slide himself out, but like that's so dangerous, right? Like, yeah. Like, what does that what does that bring to, to mind when you watch something like that, Charlie? Like, so, okay, so I remember in college, um, uh, a guy, at, a football player at USC, like, when he was benching, dropped the bar on his neck. I remember it was a, it was a big thing on SportsCenter. Um, I mean, that, that's a huge, huge injury that can happen. Um, you take your head off. Right, exactly. I mean, that, that's, that's literally life-threatening. And so yeah. the thing about it is, is he caught it on camera, right? And so it's like he's doing something – for in in some ways at least for the camera and when we think about what exercise is we off we so often get caught up on what's going to look good for the camera and completely neglecting of like what's actually going to be required and then take place within our body and and have it from a health perspective and so that that clip right there is such a perfect example of so much of what has gone astray, what's gone awry with mainstream fitness and why so many guys are just flat out confused about what they need to be doing to try to get back in shape, to try to keep their shape, whatever it is, or just try to feel healthy overall. So that was actually a perfect clip to show because it highlighted some of the biggest issues that we see in the mainstream fitness industry. Right. I, I don't think you'll find anyone who's ever participated in, you know, weightlifting or even any sort of fit, like that doesn't make the mistake of letting their ego drive for a little while. Yep. You know, and <laughs> I think that's a perfect example of it. Yeah. That guy had a picture of the Incredible Hulk in the background painted on the wall. <laughs> yes. And I feel like, you know, he's got to swap it out for Barbie now. <laughs> <laughs> Get a different superhero there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, Cap, I think Captain it, Noodle Noodles arms. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it was like it, it seemed to be at least four hundred plus, right? So he believed that he can do it, and maybe he's done it because I think, like like Charlie said, he had a camera set up to tape this, right? And it went mm-hmm. disgustingly mm-hmm. wrong. 
right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think every everybody's out there for for kind of a show, you know, more of a show. People are getting away from what what it's all about. Um, so I well, let's get more into that. But first, we're gonna um, we're gonna run yeah. an ad um, by our our guys over at um, Pure Golf. If you're in the greater Toronto area, check out Pure Golf, Markham's premier indoor golf simulator training facility. Fully automated and conveniently open seven days a week, year round. Book now at puregolfsim.ca. Yeah, Pure pure Golf. Charlie, if you're ever in the Toronto area, you have to check out Pure Golf, indoor golf simulators. It looks Um, awesome. Absolutely amazing, amazing place to be. Um, Are you a golfer, Charlie? Well, I had one summer where I golfed uh, somewhat consistently. And then once my wife had our daughter, uh, then it's been like once <laughs> since then. So it's not like once we had kids, it's once she had a child and ruined <laughs> for me. I didn't, I, I tried to be very specific with my, I did not birth her. And yeah. so I, I try to give you know, my wife took credit when it, where it's due, right? You yep. can't win anywhere these days. You were had the best of intentions, and I still found a way to make you a total piece of shit. It's just, that's isn't that the way of the world now? Like you can't do it. You might everyone if you want to be the, a golden child of the internet, just be a fucking mime. And, and, yeah, exactly. You know, don't say a, don't say a word. Yeah, I feel I exactly. I feel you there. Obviously, I have kids too, man. I, I uh, and my my golf game has you know. Poofed. It's, all right. all right. There's this wisp of smoke where it used to be. So we we all got uh, right. to we all need to meet up at Pure Golf and get this get this thing together. There you go. The golf. Yeah. So Charlie, um, tell us about tell us about yourself, man. And we know that you have written the exercise for life method. Um, yeah, your resume so, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. You have Thank a great you. body. I of appreciate work. that very much. Um, so, so you know, where, you. where did it all start and you know, how did, how did you get to, yeah. So, right. So all growing up, I played sports, I played basketball all growing up. That really was my primary sport. Um, starting about eighth grade, I started to take my own training more seriously, trying to become a better basketball player. And it was like one of the first times in my life where I saw, okay, if I work really hard at this thing, training my body, I actually see a result as far as being able to perform better. And so that, that, excitement um, for training carried through high school and into college. Uh, I was fortunate enough to play basketball through college. um, And really my my primary focus uh, through college was sports performance, uh, working with athletes, working with college athletes, professional athletes. Uh, Like you mentioned, I had uh, the opportunity to work with um, Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers one summer. Um, So even just being able to get around people who truly are masters and elite at their craft and understand like what makes people who are great at what they do great at what they do and so that exposure early on um really helped me understand okay how do i really become good at this sports performance thing well after college um i ended up having a job in uh, chicago and uh working as a personal trainer um kind of wanting to get back into sports performance uh but i started to get introduced to some other uh, methodologies and some other kind of ideas about exercise um and at this point in my life um if you looked at me you say, okay, that, that guy's strong. That guy's athletic, you know, deadlifting 500 pounds, you know, jumping up, you know, to the point where almost hitting my head on the rim, like, like really like 
That's you, you look at that guy and say, okay, yeah, that, that guy's strong. That guy's athletic, but internally my body was broken. Meaning I would wake up every morning and the entire right side of my body would tighten up from my foot all the way up to my neck. You know, I couldn't go for a run for more than 10 minutes without my body screaming at me to stop. And every night I'd be falling asleep with ice packs strapped to my joints because my body was so aching and sore. So even though I could perform, I was not healthy by any stretch of longevity there. Exactly. Okay. And so really though, because I had built this identity for myself of being an athlete, being strong, being fit, um, I had I, I kind of came to a crossroads where it was like, okay, well, I could either stop doing my workouts and try to let my body heal. But if I go down that way, I'm going to lose my strength. I'm going to lose my fitness and I'm going to lose my identity. Right. Or I can keep pushing through knowing very well that I'm risking injury, feeling like I'm one misstep away from rupturing my Achilles or rupturing a biceps tendon or anything like that. But it's like, to me, losing that identity was too great of a risk. And so I kept pushing forward. Fortunately, I had some interventions come my way from mentors and colleagues um, and instructors that really showed me, hey, like there's a different way to exercise. There's a different mindset and approach that you can take to exercise. Um, And so what I started to notice within myself is when I changed how I was exercising, I could still work out really hard, but my body actually started to feel better. And so then I kind of took those principles that I was learning and started to dive deeper into how exercise actually helps us be healthier, how it actually helps our cardiovascular system be healthier, our brain be healthier, actually helps boost longevity and everything like that. Um, I went into grad school, kind of studied, you know, like the biochemistry and the physiology of it all um, and kind of came out on the other end with this model and this process of like, okay, this is how you have to exercise in order to get all these health results. And this is how you have to do the exercise in order to make sure that you don't feel broken at the end of it. And so through a lot of trial and error with myself, um, a lot of great mentors and instructors and colleagues who kind of able to put together the system that ultimately culminated um, in, you know, the the book that came out in 2021, uh, the podcast that my wife and I run uh, since 2018. And, you know, the work that we do uh, with our clients here in Chicago and online. Would you say, would you say, would you say, Charlie, that um, the mentality shift was, and I, I'm a former college athlete as well. And I, I, nice. I went through, I went through the same struggles. I was a, I was a water polo player about 50 mm. pounds ago, but uh, I had a couple offers for a, for baseball as well, but you know, I broke my dad's heart and picked up the money making world of fucking water polo. <laughs> So <laughs> water polo is legit though. I mean, for, I, re, I remember the coaches in college saying like, you're looking for Olympic level sp- uh, swimmers are built like linebackers. Like you, you gotta be legit. Yeah. We were, yeah, it's a, it's a rough sport. And I was, you know, I was 210, probably benching 350 and I would lift wow. weights for 10 minutes on uh, te- 10 to 15 minutes twice a week. Sure. You, you yeah. know, it wasn't a lot of weightlifting. The rest of the strength just came in the pool, mm-hmm. but I remember my last game and I think what you're describing is the shift between and correct me if I'm wrong, the shift between training for something you're training towards your identity for your sport, that specific, that specific game or the specific type and you're not training for health, wellness, longevity, mobility. It's not the same mentality. You're pushing towards something always 
It's a more competitive atmosphere. Yep. And the switch for me didn't happen for like 15 to like 15 years later. Where I'm like, shit, I, I just have to be training. Yep. Not for anything right. other than myself, my own mental and physical health. And you're what you're describing and sitting there is saying like, oh, it's part of my identity and I'm not a water polo player anymore. I don't have to train anymore. Yep. Well, wrong. Uh, in right. so many ways, <laughs> right, right, um, right. Yeah, you got to keep with it. But 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 where you're where you're bringing up is such a great point. Is that when people approach their exercise with the mentality of sports, sports is all about stuff that's external, that's outside of your body, and actually the sacrifice of your body is something that's celebrated in sports. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you are you mm -hmm. know playing you know you, you know you have your water polo match and you're like ah, I just feeling like a little bit too tired right now. I guess I'm just done for the day. The coach isn't your teammates would be like what the heck dude like suck it up like, let's get through it but yeah. when we take that mentality and we apply it to every single workout that we do that's that's setting us up uh for i mean for for issues long term that's a recipe for injury um right. and unfortunately a lot of guys have difficulty making that switch right and what to, to call back to our fuck around and find out mm -hmm. people are all over the internet and bringing that external uh, push to like, mm -hmm. you know, into their, you know, regular everyday workouts that should be, you know, more internalized. Yes. Everything is becoming external because you can't, I can't flip through anything without seeing 27 workout videos. And right. now it's, it's sort of like, well, maybe I'm not doing enough or maybe my five by five, you know, basic <laughs> with basic lift workouts isn't enough right. anymore, but it is, it's enough. Right. So I mean, it's, it's crazy. For from for a guy like myself who I, I played sports, I didn't play any college sports, but I played you know some some pretty high level football. I played some football even after mm -hmm. after high school. Wow, that's nice, um, yeah. But in my in my you know my late teens and my my late teens, I was I was training to play football. In my twenties, I was training mm -hmm. to get pussy. Right, I was mm -hmm, training mm -hmm. so I could go to the bar and have you know a tight shirt right. on and you know pick up chicks. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, so it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the same as training for sports. It was more so, you know, mm -hmm. training to look good. Um, mm -hmm. And then now I'm, I'm 40. I have a 10-year-old son. I have a 5-year-old son. And, you know, I'm back in the gym now. I have a, a hip issue. I'm not sure what it is, right? Mm -hmm. I have shoulders that mm -hmm. dislocate. Um, mm. I, I've realized now that I'm training so that I can feel good and not look good. As mm -hmm. much as I want to look good, I want to be able to sure. run and jump and, you know, play with my children and, and enjoy. It's still going to be a sweet, like, bonus, though, to look good. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, sure. You do, any, you, you do anything for long enough, you're going to end up looking good. It's just right. like mm -hmm. fact. Right. So I, exactly. I, I, I've been able to change my mentality for like the last, I don't know, it's been about six weeks. And that's why I say, like, I think my muscles have a nice. little bit of amnesia because usually I get back in the gym for like three weeks and it's like, bang. You know what I mean? Not sure. this time, buddy. Not, not, not this I time. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, like I completely understand where you're coming from with, you know, you're training for something different, whether it was for sports or to get ass, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. To now, we need to be looking differently at what the goal is right yes um so, yeah. so what what are, what are some of the methods and you know behind this and and whatnot so yeah that's a great question so you know i i think um we need to separate ourselves so 
most guys, their first introduction to working out, it kind of like we all talked about, is more or less high school athletics. And that's like our first time, like training hard. And that tends to be most guys kind of last time training hard. And when you're in your late teens and your early 20s, you can train like a high school athlete and you're going to recover and be all right. Okay. Once you get right. into your 30s and 40s, things need to shift. Now, the biggest shift that needs to happen with guys is instead of thinking about the weight or thinking about anything that's outside of your body, you take your mind and you put it to the muscles that you are trying to challenge when you're doing the exercise. The, the mind-muscle connection. Yes, nice, man. Literally, the only thing you should be focused on when you're doing an exercise is squeezing the muscles that you're wanting to work. Now, wow. I know a lot of people get caught up on like, oh, I need to worry about my form and everything like that. Let me tell you, if you focus on squeezing your muscles, your form will take care of itself, okay? okay. Because okay. It, in not from the form of like what you're seeing in the mirror, but from the form of what should actually be happening with your body. Okay. Because the second biggest risk for injury for guys is once we move past the competition stage is we try to contort our bodies to do like the proper squat or, you know, make sure we're using like the textbook form when our body at that moment in time may not be equipped to do that thing. Like what somebody says in the textbook doesn't have anything to do with how your body is doing on that day. And the easiest way to gauge right. how your body is doing on that day is to focus on what's happening inside of it and make that mind muscle connection throughout the entire time you are doing that set the entire time you're doing that exercise. Wow. That one shift will have a dramatic impact for most guys just as far as how they respond to their workouts and how they feel after their workouts. Wow. I've wow. heard, I've heard world-class bodybuilders say the exact same thing that you just said, mm -hmm. you know, especially when it comes to growing their muscles, because yes, the, their, their goal is size, not necessarily brute strength. Right. And yep. they're, you know, they're finding that their, their workouts concentrating on that mind muscle connection is literally is almost as important as the set that the reps and the weight. Right. If, and here's the thing. Not, yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a woo woo concept either. Okay. In the world of motor control, researchers will look, um, they'll do EMG studies where they'll measure the electrical activity from the central nervous system to the muscles. Okay. And when you do an exercise and you think about the muscle that you're squeezing, there's more electrical activity going to that muscle. There's more signal going to that muscle. Now, why that is so important is because the initiator of muscle growth within our body is the signal going to the muscle that speeds up all the biochemical processes within the cell that tell that then signal for the cell to grow. So simply by making that mind muscle connection, you will get better results from your workouts because you're just getting more signal to those muscles itself. Wow. Wow. That I think, uh, and I mean, we don't, we don't have any cool like fact checking on the fly. <laughs> Like, like, I can send you the papers. It's all in my book. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I, I'm about to make a claim. They did a study, and I don't know what I, I you know, don't ask me to pull it up anywhere. Where all, the only thing that people were asked to do was think about getting stronger, right. and they did, and that's mm. it. No, no, no working out, no anything. And there was a simple exercise over the course of like six to eight weeks. Some basically people mm. were left alone, and then other people were like, you know, reminded, you know how many ever times a day just think about 
your yeah. biceps getting stronger, your legs getting stronger. And mm-hmm. all it took was that that mental exercise and their body became measurably stronger. Wow, and that's so why cool. I stay. I can't fact check any of that. <laughs> it sounds cool. You know? In lieu of doing any actual work, I read a lot about <laughs> working out in fitness. So that that, you know, basically... Just makes it so I don't have to do any real world work. It's just there we go. Work. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all your head. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so every everything you're saying is is really, really resonating. And it's awesome to hear someone just independently verify some of these, you know, claims that I've I've heard over the years and you know, things that I experience in my own life. That's rad. Yeah. Right yes. On. So so Charlie, you 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 mentioned that um you and your wife um work with you know, clients out in your area. So how, how does that work? Is that in person? Are you doing online sessions? Yeah, it's a great question. So we do have a brick and mortar studio that we've had for nine years now. Um, once we got shut down uh, with COVID, we needed, you know, during COVID, I should say, uh, we needed to figure out a way to keep helping people exercise because as exercise professionals, if we're out there every single day saying like, Hey, your health is your most valuable asset. And the single best thing you can do to both boost and protect this asset is exercise. We couldn't in on uh, March 21st, uh, 2020 say, Oh, for the next two weeks, just nobody exercise It's like, we needed to give them a viable option. Two weeks turned into six turned into 10. But every single day during that entire time, we were doing live workouts from our living room that people were able to join with us um, from their living room. And so from that moment, we realized, oh, these things that we are teaching our our clients in person, they actually translate really well online. And so from that time, we started doing more and more. And we just recently, um, at the turn of the year, launched a, a kind of like an online membership where people can join us for those live workouts as well as get, you know, our entire library of on-demand workouts. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, man. I think... Um... I think this information is, is super, super important, especially for our audience, right? Like it's black, that white, that we don't mm-hmm. just talk about, uh, you know, parenting or whatever else, but it's a big part of our lives, as you can see mm-hmm. as, from the guys sitting in the hallway. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 a, well, a lot of times you hear anyone involved with fitness, I mean, from what I've experienced, when the main takeaway from the conversation some variation of exercising uh it's you know it's circuit training it's five by five it's heavy lifting it's it's whatever and that's all that seems to get but all we're talking about here is a a mentality shift yep yeah and and i don't i don't know i mean i've never scoured the internet from you know front to back but shit i mean i don't i feel like i don't hear about that mentality like how you should be framing your time Mm -hmm. in the gym or your body, given its you know current status of being in late thirties, early forties, a father, a, a mother, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, and yeah. that 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 how you get up and get out, and how to be feel okay about it, because right. yeah, it doesn't require you showing off, you know how how you can get strangled by four plates in a fucking gym, uh, right? <laughs> you know that's that's less impressive than the guy <laughs> doing twenty reps of of two two twenty five. Right. So, you know, so it, it's it's uh, I just I love that mentality shift, that way that people can feel good about whatever they're doing, as long as they're doing something, just do something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And do it yes. for you. 
And that's it. That's it. That's yep. It. Exactly. Um, exactly. No, there was, um, you know, one, one big thing, just like right along those lines, Jay, is, is I think with guys, we often have this idea of like, well, if I'm going to work out, it needs to be something where I'm proving my manhood, where I'm challenging my masculinity and, and everything like that. And if it's been a while since a guy has worked out, it, don't don't start by trying to go that route, okay? The easiest thing that you can do is literally just get up and walk consistently throughout your day, multiple times yes, throughout your day. Right. And what that's going to do, okay, it's it's going to do two things, okay? First, there's a huge health component to this, okay? Because getting up and walking three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes at a time, but multiple times throughout the day, so you don't have large chunks of being sedentary, you're not sitting for you know an hour and a half to two hours at a time, you're breaking that up. Right. That is enough to help prevent and reverse insulin resistance. And okay. insulin resistance is a precursor condition to type two diabetes, to heart disease, to various forms of dementia, various forms of cancer. And wow. it's just, you're not sweating, you're not breathing hard, it's just getting up and moving consistently throughout your day, but it's doing it consistently. Right. So that's the first big benefit of that. The second big benefit is if you're feeling like, I don't know when I'm gonna get, have time to work this you know, workout into my schedule. Yep. If you get up and start moving consistently throughout your day, you're going to be telling your brain that this moving thing, this is something that's really important because you're doing it consistently throughout your day. And when your brain starts thinking something's important, it's going to start seeking out and seeing more opportunities to do that. Okay. And now all of a sudden that thing that felt really daunting, you're going to see more opportunities to do that throughout your day. It's like, oh yeah, I can move for five minutes here. I can, you know, stand up, you know, walk down and back for three minutes there. And now all of a sudden you are proving to yourself that you can exercise every single day, that you can do it consistently. Right. And then from there, just start expanding upon that. A workout that's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. It doesn't have to be this 45 to 60 minute endeavor that we're all indoctrinated into with high school PE class. Right. It can be this you know, 15 to 25 minute thing. And now all of a sudden you're doing something that not only builds your strength, that builds your health, but you're working out today in a way that sets you up to come back and work out again tomorrow. And yes. that's how you stay yeah. consistent. Right. That's how you win this game long-term. Right. Is that also, Charlie, how a lot of uh, how a lot of negative habits are formed too? getting that positive feedback loop for those dopamine hits from yep. shit that's not healthy? You know, mm -hmm. the you can't you're driving by the fucking McDonald's without pulling in. You know, it's like you're, right. it's like you're on autopilot. Smell those like, fries. How do I get here? Smell those fries. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm having I'm, exactly. I'm in a fugue state, and I'm, all of a sudden I've eaten. You know, I'm in my car crying again, drinking forty pints, and having a box of donuts. Then <laughs> <laughs> you get you get home you get home, and you're all sweaty, and your wife's like, "How was the gym?" And I'm like, "Delicious." I mean, uh, again. <laughs> all you did was sit in your car and secretly How was the gym? 60, 60 bucks worth of Taco Bell. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, babe, yeah. Uh, worked on, worked on, worked on my quads. I, I, think, uh, I think that what, what you were just saying there, uh, Charlie, was so, so powerful. Dur during COVID for myself, I was, um, I was working from home with two kids and uh, going nuts. And I, I, you know, I found mm -hmm. comfort and solace in going for walks, just like you said, like I would go for two or three walks a day. 
Um, and at that point, I was yeah. I wasn't in good shape then either. Like I, you know, I fluctuated. But as I got older, at that point, I wasn't going to the gym because gyms were closed, right? Um, once it started mm-hmm. to get warm enough, I, you know, I was like, hey, let me get out for a walk. And it got to the point where I was walking sometimes ten kilometers a day. And I know, I know you're American, so I mean, wow, how many, yeah, how many miles is that? You know, anyway. it's like, but it's six point six point two miles. Yeah, so I, I was, you know, I was doing that a, a day, and. You know, by the yeah, third, that's fourth a week, I I was looking forward to it. Whereas in the beginning, I was like, God damn, I got to go do this. It was nice because I wanted mm-hmm. to get away from my children, right? And get some, you know, get some of that free yeah. time. But then it became... Sure, I, sure. I, I'm looking, I'd get home and look forward to the next walk. And, you know, if it was the last walk for the evening, I would look forward to tomorrow. And, mm-hmm. you know, then that trickled into eating better. And getting back into the gym, uh, you know, the, once I could. The love handles tend to tend to get stripped with that walking too, eh, Jer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like oh, the yeah. muffin top just the goes wife, away. The wife loved it. She loved the it. Mu- it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's wicked. I, 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 I speak my language. Walking no, 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 because it's really like when when I was in my twenties and thirties, I would never walk. If I was gonna do cardio, like you're saying, Charlie, I needed to go. I'd go on the elliptical sure. for a bit, but then I would mm-hmm. end off, you know, going full out on the treadmill so everybody could see me you know, going full out on the treadmill and I could bust a sweat and right. feel masculine, right? Yeah. Um, whereas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, I was getting better results just taking my time and walking, right? And and not hurting myself and mm-hmm. getting more longevity out of the exercise and, and more energy out of it. And, and, you know, the dopamine hits from just like, I, I don't know if they're, and I know you get a runner's high, but I was getting a walker's high for sure. You know what I sure. mean? I, I, yeah. I felt I felt Yeah, fantastic. absolutely. So I, I think for those that are, you know, in that situation, find themselves in their, you know, 30s, 40s and, you know, feel like getting getting even back into it is, is a super daunting task. Start small, like like Charlie said, start, exactly. your, start in your head and, um, yeah. and just get out. What do they what do they say? The best time to start was 20 years ago. The second best time was is today. <laughs> true <laughs> it is it is it's um, true yeah because same with planting trees yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right um yeah charlie man i i actually i really really um love the methods and and the way that you're looking at things here the exercise for life method where Thank can you. people find that yeah so Everything can be found on Instagram. Uh, if you follow me at Charlie Gates, uh, C-A-T-E-S, um, you go to that link tree and it's right in my link tree there. Um, that's where you can access, you know, like my, my men's programs. Um, I got some downloads in there. Uh, my book is in there as well. Um, so that that's kind of the easiest way to really get a hold of uh, the all of my content, the book, um, and then connect with me as well fantastic man fantastic thank you so much for joining us my friend um yeah i hope you will uh i hope you'll come back and and join us again because uh yeah you bet absolutely maybe maybe we can we can talk yeah, about maybe, if, maybe jay will get, out, get just, out, I, out of the hallway yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe jay will stay uh, yeah, home yeah. this time <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna need a back i'm gonna need a backyotomy after sitting this fucking i'm not built to sit on the floor man i i don't I don't um, bend. Like I am, I am the most. I once got a, I once got a massage from this, absolutely, you know, this this very robust German woman with hands like like slabs of meat, and you know she probably had more muscles in her hands and figures than I've ever had, and half of humanity's ever had, 
And I sent her home the day <laughs> crying. She, I finished her. She, she got all my shoulders less tight and everything like that. And then it was like you could hear the sucking sounds, everything tightened back up. And she was just like, I'm finished. I can't do this. But I've never had like a sports injury as a result of being wound. I look like a, a look, I'm, I'm built like a telephone pole. And I'm about as flexible. And so, yeah, come, please come back because I, I could we can yeah, use that help. I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you yeah. one more thing though. Um, you met, you worked with a lot of, yes, you know, athletes in college and, there was sort of I had I've been mm -hmm. kind of holding these questions in the back of my mind. One was, uh, who are your favorite type cool. of athletes to work with? If you were getting, if you were working within a college uh, mm -hmm. athletics program, you, you probably worked with everyone. So who yeah. who were your favorite? Who seemed to work yeah. hard? And was there any mm -hmm. um, was there any specific? I don't want to say like panacea, like a, this. Was there any one methodology or one exercise? that translated across the board that, you know, nearly every type of athlete could mm. benefit from like, a, like the bench press uh, or something in your like that. experience. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there isn't, uh, but maybe, maybe there is. Sure. Sure. That's a great question. Okay. So, um, so I, I've had the pleasure of working with, um, both collegiate and professional athletes. Uh, I've worked with a number of basketball players, football teams, you know, having a basketball background, I really enjoy working with basketball players. I get along really well with football players, but the thing that I think was surprising to me when I think, not when I think back on it, but like maybe in the moment, because, um, this can tend to be a little bit uh, competitive with basketball, but I get a lot really well with wrestlers and because wrestlers have typically just a phenomenal work ethic and they're just yeah. going to go and they're just oh, going to yeah. get after it. And they are extremely calorie depleted and, but they are just going to block it all out of their mind and they're they going to get after. It. And so I found that both in high school and in, in college, like from a workout perspective, w when I was in there and the wrestlers were in there, like, we got along great. And so I really enjoyed um, working with them. But yeah, now I mostly work with uh, some baseball, but football and basketball. And, you know, just with my history with basketball, I, I tend to get along with the basketball players really well. Now, as far from, from an exercise perspective, like is there one that kind of like is great for everybody across the board? <sighs> that's, that's a tough one. Um, you know, a lot of people say something like, you know, oh, a deadlift or, you know, like a pull up or, you know, squats or whatnot. And there's there's a ton of benefit to those. They, they, you know, I mean, they, there certainly can be um, the I, I would submit it's something like a loaded carry, you know. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that because you know not only are you getting the um, ha having to like essentially squeeze every muscle in your body, but then you're having to coordinate it with the walking as well. Okay. What, what I'm gonna say did? is that it's actually a, a slight bit different, and it is has to do from an injury prevention standpoint, and it's going to be something where you are focused on uh, on deceleration. Now, maybe like swimmers don't need this, uh, mm -hmm. but any like land athlete, um, maybe track and field because you're essentially just like running straight. But anybody, anybody else that has to like stop and cut and move and whatnot, um, so many injuries happen because they're not able to properly like decelerate. 
and, and, you know, like stop and change direction and everything like that. So mm-hmm. those type of exercises, uh, whether it's, you know, like, um, stepping down from a box and just practicing the landing or practicing like change of direction stuff, just from an injury prevention standpoint, um, those, those can be really, really useful. Wow. Um, and then the other thing, the other thing that I'm going to throw out there is, um, uh, isometric exercises and regardless of like whether it's an upper body a core exercise or lower body and here's why because you're not moving with isometric exercises you don't have to worry about coordinating a movement so sorry you can, can you, just can focus you explain on, a little bit to to, to, uh, to everybody what oh, yeah. isometric exercises yeah so an isometric exercise like a common one is like a plank or people okay. might be you know familiar with like a wall squat so it's an exercise where you're not moving Okay. Okay? Um, And so the benefit of that is you don't have to coordinate a movement then. You don't have to worry about having, you know, the right form or, you know, um, you you, or the right choreography. You can just focus on squeezing your muscles. You can just focus on making that mind muscle connection and you can use it as a warm up. You can use it as something that's really challenging. You can use it on your recovery days. Uh, So, so those I find to be not only very versatile, but extremely beneficial, especially when we're starting to talk about like, hey, if I do a shoulder press and I go all the way up, it feels weird in my shoulders. It's like, okay, well, why don't we stop a little bit before that? Maybe just do like an isometric just like right there. And then you're practicing that mind-muscle connection. You're not in the place where it hurts your joints and right. you can really get that good muscle challenge. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Awesome. Great question there, Jay. Awesome. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Charlie. Yeah, thanks. no, that's that's so dope. Um, yeah, Charlie Cates, man, the exercise for life method. Make sure you go and check that out. Thank you again for joining us. Um, I think that what we should do is um, maybe give some accountability to ourselves. I right now am weighing, I went from 214 to I was 194 today. Now that's with, with the oh, exercise. You son of a bitch. With the- <laughs> so now you now I have to be accountable to Yes. Yeah. Our our yeah. ones our ones to fives of viewers. <laughs> Fucking ones of fives, okay. bro. Um yeah. So, yeah. so well, for me, I, I'm 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 one I'm one ninety four. I'm one ninety four. And I was going to the gym like four times a week, but I'm not gonna lie, I've been there twelve days in a row. And before I wouldn't do that type hey. of stuff because I was I was lifting heavy and doing that, but I'm not lifting heavy anymore. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next workout, right? So I'm, I'm lifting what I can. I'm nice. getting the cardio in that I can, and I'm swimming almost every single day. So um, awesome. If, no, that's, and I had, I had the opposite thing because I was going, and then I did the ego lift on my deadlift, and I do doing to my back, and I'm like, right, you know, what the fuck? And, and, and it just it, and it shut my whole training down. Like, why do I want to do something? What is the where's the risk reward there? So so for like, him is I that something that whole train to, what, once once he's back and ready you, and you know ready to it, go back to it should he stay away from that and focus on something else Charlie or what should he do? So uh, I wouldn't necessarily say like you have to stay away from it, but you can definitely like let pain be your guide. Meaning like if something is painful or bothering you, don't keep trying to plug through it. Um, and then, and then that's where doing like those isometrics can really help where you're like, okay, if I try to go too low, 
then then that's where my back starts to bug me. So you're going to do, you know, like start more mid range or whatever, and just really focus on getting yourself stronger where you're asymptomatic, where you're symptom free. That's exactly what my physiotherapist told me. Cause I nice. immediately started like looked at physio and they're like, okay, well then we're not going to do that. And we're going to adjust how you move and mm-hmm. figure out where your balances are. And, and I just thought, again, it's lining up for what you're saying. And I know I put too much weight on the bar. Like I've been pushing everything else and I push mm-hmm. the deadlift more than, you know, a progressive overload should ever be pushed. Stupid. Mm-hmm. I knew it. And it's just my body's not recovering the way it used to. So yeah, I, I love that you're like, yeah, do the part that doesn't hurt and leave the part that does hurt over there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and that's where I'm, I'm trying to be better at finding that fine line. I want that fine line of you want to push yourself, right? You want to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm but you don't want to do it to the point to where it shuts down what you're doing, right? All of a sudden you've, you know, yeah. you've gone a little bit too heavy and yeah. now you're out for two weeks. Like I actually, I blew my bicep years ago and it's mm. back now, but it's even my right bicep. I wish my name was your bicep. <laughs> Got your name written all over it, bud. Um, Um, but yeah, like I think, you know, being able to just be, you know, still feel like, okay, you know, I, I pushed myself and I went the extra mile, but I, you know, I still, Mm -hmm. I, I live to, to work out another day, I think is, uh, is important. So, so that, that's a, that's a huge point, Jeremy. And what I'll say is when you incorporate that one idea of just focus on squeezing your muscles, you will be able to train your body really hard, but you also be getting the feedback from your body of when something is starting to go awry and you'll be able to address it before it becomes a big issue. Right. I kind of, I kind of like giving, giving the analogy of like, if you've ever sat down to watch a movie and you have like this giant bowl of popcorn and you're distracting yourself with the movie. And then, you know, 30 minutes in, you realize you eat the entire bowl of popcorn and you're like, what just happened? And why do I feel so lousy? That's what so many people do with their work, with their workouts. Cause they're distracting themselves with everything else. Right. But once you start focusing on what's going on oh, with your body, it's like focusing on trying to eat every single kernel of popcorn. You're going to end up eating a lot less, even though you're going to end up feeling a lot better after a lot more satiated. So with your workouts, you'll be exercising so much more appropriately for your body because you're getting that signal or you're getting that feedback from right. where I say like, okay, we're, we're good here. Right. Well, it, you know what? That's that a, brings, that's a, re- that's a really good point. It, it brings up, it brings up something that I heard years ago too. Now, when you're talking about focusing on squeezing that muscle, right? Really focusing on what mm-hmm. you're doing. I heard a theory back in the day saying, don't listen to music. Um, as much as we mm. use music to distract us while we're working out, that yes. you're better served yes. not necessarily to be blaring your favorite tunes in your ears while you're working out. Yep. What, where, where do you, you know, have you heard that? Where do you stand on that? So, okay. So when I first started to learn how to drive, yeah. I couldn't have the radio on. Because as soon as a song would come on that I would like, I would like forget what was going on with the driving and I'd be paying attention to the music. Okay. So many people are like that with their with their workout, right? Right, exactly. All right. Exactly. So it's like, so it's like, but once you become a more proficient driver, you can actually play your music and like enjoy the music and still drive safely and pay attention to what's going on. Right. So it has to be a similar process with exercise. If you're just starting off trying to make these mind muscle connections, yes. remove as many distractions as you can. And that okay. includes music. 
Once okay. it becomes more of your default way and you become more proficient at it, yeah. then you can start adding in that music and it can be something that amplifies your workout, but you need to make sure that you're still paying attention to what's happening to your body. Right, right. It's sort, of, sort of like when you're driving and you don't know where you're going and you're, you're looking for an address, so you turn the music down. Yes, like, oh, yeah, fuck, exactly. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, right. yeah, I'm gonna right. just, I'm not, I'm not. That, that's it at my home gym. No more Fraser DVDs while I work out. <laughs> too convinced. No more West. No more West Wing. <laughs> hey, Char Char Charlie, what is your? So like I I listen sometimes I listen to like uh, I listen to audiobooks and sometimes mm -hmm. I listen to like the like most pussy shit ballad like you know I'll be like jamming out to the, this what's your guilty <laughs> pleasure what's your what's your guilty pleasure list like like workout music and what's your <laughs> what's your ego lift you're like yeah fuck yeah I'm gonna get after this motherfucker and just hoist this bitch okay yeah yeah so um. So it's it's definitely like lower body lifts for me, like like deadlifts and squats. Um, the, the those are the ones that I'm like, okay, cool. Like let, let, let me bang this out. Um, as far as far as the music goes, dude, I I really like uh like late nineties, yeah. early two thousands, even like mid two thousands, like R and B kind of like pop, like Backstreet Boys, In Sync, and then mixing in like Chris Brown, and you know, like I'm like, yeah. okay, cool, yeah, I let, let let's. Let, let's do that. So if, if we're talking about guilty pleasure music, like yeah, that, yeah. that's it for me. <laughs> that's dope. Yo, Shout if you if Brown. you Shout if you Brown. put on genie genie, <laughs> yeah, <bottle>. yeah. <laughs> if you put on genie in a bottle by Christina Aguilera, I will lift a fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am fired up. I'm not even kidding. It's, I, like, it's something about that too. <laughs> oh, Anyone nice. who knows me who's listening to this right now, I, I would be in a bar in college and. Everyone would know I'm there because I'd hear Jeannie and a bottle come on the jukebox and they'd look around and they'd be like, where the fuck is Simpson? And I'd be over there and they'd be like, yeah. You know, everyone knew that I was somewhere in the vicinity <laughs> in the college bar because I was the only asshole that played that song ever. That's <laughs> yeah. And I still love it. I still That's love it. jokes. That's jokes. <laughs> Oh man, uh, it's been it's been a pleasure, man. Charlie, please come back and uh, and join us. Um, I'm gonna stay. Yes. Yeah, we'll, you bet. We'll, we'll monitor Such my progress. Joke. We'll monitor uh, Jay's progress. Right on. back, and um, and yeah, we'd love to have you back on, man. Please, please. Yeah, that'd be that super was, uh, fun, fellas. We can definitely make that happen for sure. Yeah, Excellent. that would uh, that would be awesome. Thanks, uh, thanks so much, Charlie. It's been a it's been a real pleasure. We owe you, uh, yeah, some gratitude for coming on and chatting with us. We really Charlie Cates, really, really man. Glad here. Charlie Cates, check out nah, the exercise such a for joy. life. Appreciate method. you guys. Thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll make sure we're, we're we're plugging Charlie on the uh, on the uh, page and all that stuff. Oh I yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We'll have our links Appreciate up on the page. Uh, next you. week we're gonna have Ben Rispin uh, with us. He's going to talk about Fanabis Expo, the cannabis themed uh, big expo for the film and media industry. Um, have a great week, everybody, or weekend. Peace. Yeah, right on. Cheers. Cheers.